Good morning. I'm Pastor Kyle Thompson. It's great to see all of you here today, whether you're here in person in our modern sanctuary, joining us from downstairs in our traditional service, or viewing online through worship, or also on our podcast. We have many different ways to connect in worship, but we're one church, uh, serving the one and only God with one message today, and it's good to be with you. I missed you the last couple of weeks as I was away with my family on vacation, and we just really appreciate that time away to rest and renew, and we're glad to be back. And I just want to say a special thanks to Pastor Lindsay and to Brad, our Director of Communication, for preaching such awesome messages while I was away. You guys were really blessed uh, with them, and so it was, it was fun for me to watch that later and see uh, just how God is at work among us. Uh, we are in the midst of this series called Summer Sounds, uh, looking for the Bible's truth and songs that we love. And so some of those songs we sing in church, and they, they sound like you know good uh, scripture right out of the uh, Bible. And some songs we've been looking at for God's truth are from concerts that we hear, things that we hear on the radio. And today is one of those days where we're looking at a song that people would say might be a secular song, something we hear on the radio and rock concerts. Uh, but we see God at work in that. So it's been a lot of fun. Hope you've enjoyed that series. And if you missed any, you can check that out on our website, southparkchurch.com, and go back. We've had some really cool things happening here in the life of our church. Well, while I was on vacation, I actually had a chance to sit down and catch up on some streaming, uh, some television stuff that I like to do. And uh, I headed over to Netflix, and they had this really cool documentary that I hadn't seen before. It was called Unknown, The Cosmic Time Machine. Here's kind of a picture of that. I don't know if you guys have seen that on Netflix or not, but if not, I would highly recommend it. This is a documentary on the biggest, most expensive telescope in the history of the world, the Webb Telescope. It took them like 25 and a half, 30 years for this to come from the idea into inception. Uh, and it cost $10 billion to get this thing up into outer space. And so they launched it on Christmas of 2021. Maybe you remember that. It's uh, about a year and a half ago. And so they launched this satellite, and it's currently in orbit near the Earth, about a million miles away near the Earth, right? A million miles away. And so what this telescope does is, is it looks all throughout the universe to look back in what they're saying, the cosmic time machine, looking back into the 14, almost 14 billion years that scientists believe the universe has existed. And so when they're looking at the light from stars from far away in the universe, what's happened is that it takes a long time for that light to get to the earth because they're so far away, literally billions of years away. And so when we see the light from the stars coming to us, we're looking back into time, something that happened billions of years ago. And so they're trying to look all throughout the universe to learn as much as they can about the universe that God made. And it just continues to reveal the grandeur of the Lord that we serve, the God of the universe. It's fascinating documentary. I highly recommend it. Um, and what, what, what they're going to see is, of course, beautiful stars and galaxies and all these things that are going on. And I think they're going to also observe some natural forces of physics like gravity. Uh, gravity, which of course we know holds us to the ground here. It holds things in place in the universe. So you might imagine if you had a big blanket and you had four people, one on each corner of the blanket, and you stretched that blanket as tightly as you could. If you dropped like a heavy metal ball or like a medicine ball that people work out with in the gym in the middle of that blanket, what would it do? It would kind of sink, right? It kind of firm, you know, it kind of form around that ball and it would kind of have a curvature to the blanket. 
right? That's how gravity works. So in the, in the earth spinning around in our galaxy, in the universe, you might imagine an invisible blanket that the earth is sitting on and it kind of sags in the middle and it kind of holds the earth in place. That's gravity. Time and space are curved and gravity holds us. We all know what gravity is like, right? We can jump only so high, right? And so uh, there's people who like to try to defy gravity, right? We have hang gliders. We have people who jump on trampolines. We have people who jump out of airplanes with parachutes, things like that. Uh, my son and his friends play basketball, and they're constantly trying to defy gravity to slam dunk the basketball, which they can do, and I cannot, right? My old bones and body uh, can't defy gravity quite like they can. One of my favorite basketball moments of defying gravity came from uh, this guy. His name is Spud Webb. If you remember him back in the day, in 1986, uh, he won the NBA Slam Dunk Contest. He played at North Carolina State before he played for the Atlanta Hawks. You might think, well, big deal, he can slam the ball. He's five feet, six inches. Five foot, six inches, shorter than me, and he won the Slam Dunk Contest, defying gravity, right? But I don't know about you, but this morning when I got out of bed, gravity pulled my old bones creaking and crawling out of bed, so it was kind of hard to get moving, but uh, I'm glad that we're here today. So all this talk about gravity uh, this morning uh, because I want us to think about a song called Gravity. We're going to be singing about a song called Gravity. Gravity is a powerful force. Even light itself cannot escape gravity. Black holes in space pull down light into them, right? Gravity is a force to be reckoned with. Today we're going to look at the song of the day, which is known as called Gravity. And it's by an artist named John Mayer. We've got his picture here. Uh, he's in his mid-40s. Uh, most people probably characterize him as pop singer, but he also has some blues and jazzy kind of feel to that. And so we're going to look at one of his songs today called Gravity that Cole Bryant, our director here, our leader of modern worship, uh, asked if we could do this song. And I'm so glad he did because it's, it's a deep meaning and it really lines up well with some Bible truths. And so Cole, thanks for picking it out for us. And Cole and the band are going to sing it for us later. And it's really going to be powerful. Uh, but I want to begin just looking at some of the lyrics of this song. And let's look for some Bible truth in some of these songs that we love. So... Gravity is working against me, and gravity wants to bring me down. Now, of course, we're singing a song, and so usually songs are more than about what's at the surface. So John Mayer's probably not talking about literally the gravity of physics that holds me to this stage. Gravity's something else. So let's put our de detective hats on and try to figure out what is John Mayer saying that gravity is, right? Oh, I'll never know what makes this man, with all the love that his heart can stand dream of ways to throw it all away. So maybe John is talking about himself. He has a lot of good things in his life, um, but sometimes he dreams of ways of wrecking it, being self-destructive, right? Some kind of gravity might wreck his life, right? Let's, whoa, whoa, gravity is working against me, and gravity wants to bring me down. So surely this is more than just the physical force of gravity that he's talking about. Oh, twice as much ain't twice as good, and can't sustain like one half could. It's wanting more that's going to send me to my knees, right? So maybe he's talking about greed, wanting more than you have, or not being satisfied with what's going on in your life. Maybe temptation to think, I need to chase something else that's going to bring me fulfillment when actually I have what I need right with me myself right now. So let's see what else. Whoa, whoa, gravity, stay the hell away from me. 
right? Whatever this force of gravity is in his life, he's scared of it, right? It's intimidating. It could wreck his life, right? So that's strong language, right? Stay away from me. Whoa, whoa, gravity has taken better men than me. I've seen other people crash and burn in life. Now, how can that be? All right, so gravity. What do you think gravity is? Um, what's cool is John Mayer helps us think through this. It's more than the physical force, right? It's something in his life that's bringing him down. And, and this is a quote that he has about this song. I think it's pretty cool. Gravity, the song, is one of the most important songs I've ever written and it's an experiment for me in not explaining everything in a song, right? So this song doesn't explain everything. It leaves room for interpretation. I love what Brad said a couple of weeks ago about how art is co-created, right? So a singer-songwriter creates a song, but also those of us who listen to the song, we help make that song art, right? Because we're going to interpret it one way that might be different than what the artist intended, right? So... And that keeps it open for me so I can address whatever I'm thinking about at any day that I'm playing the song Gravity, and I can really sing to it. Now, what I, what I read in his quote here is that the song Gravity is a song about something that brings us down. And depending on what day of the week, what month of the year, what year of our existence, right, that gravity, that thing that brings us down can be different. Today it might be one thing, tomorrow it might be something else, next month it's going to be something else. So I think the question that John Mayer invites us to ask ourselves to wrestle with is, what is gravity for you right now? What is bringing you down in your life right now? What is bringing you down could hurt you, hurt your relationships, uh, just wreck what's going on in your life. What is bringing you down right now? Is it an illness? Is it that someone that you love is sick? Is it maybe a job loss? Maybe it's stress at work. Maybe it's uh, having the fear of going back to school soon. Uh, maybe it's uh, uh, something where a dream has not come to fruition. Maybe it's a relationship that's in trouble. What in your life right now is bringing you down that you would label as gravity? That's what John Mayer wrestles with. That's what makes this song passionate because we all wrestle with things in our lives that bring us down and want to crush us, right? What is it in your life that's bringing you down right now? I want you to put that in the back of your mind. I want you to keep that in, in your thoughts as we think through this message today, as we go through the scriptures. And as Cole and the band later come up and they sing this song, it's going to give you a chance Right, to vocalize this in your own brain if you want to sing along outside. Right, it's a good time to just get out what it is that's bringing you down. That's the beauty of music, isn't it? It helps us address things that are dear to us or are crushing us in our lives. What is your gravity? What is bringing you down? Now, we find in Scripture that there's a lot of gravity. There are a lot of things that bring the people of God down, right? Even though these things were written thousands of years ago, they're everyday people like you and me that wrestle with, with life and death, right? Sickness and illness, right? Broken relationships, things not going well. And so in the Bible, we find a lot of people who are dealing with things that bring them down, and they're trying to defy it, to defy gravity. 
In the book of Psalms, which is in the middle of the Bible, it's a beautiful book, and it's an honest book where everyday people like you and me cry out to God. Sometimes it's going great. God, thank you for what's going on in my life. I want to give you thanks and praise. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my kids, my grandkids. Thank you for my job. Thank you for the food at my table, right? There's these moments of celebration. But there are also moments in the book of Psalms of gravity. God, why is this happening to me? God, I am so hurt and broken. Where are you right now, God? This doesn't make sense to me. And people are honest with God. And it's okay to be honest with God. If you're battling gravity, a great book of the Bible to go to is the book of Psalms. Again, open your Bible to the middle. It's going to be right there. And you can sing uh, great songs of praise to God. And you can wrestle with hard things in the book of Psalms. There's also a book in the Old Testament called Lamentations. Right? Lamentations is a passionate expression of grief, right? Or stress or, or hard things, right? A passionate expression of grief or dealing with sorrow, right? Just, I can't believe this is happening. This, this is painful. This is harmful, right? This is hurtful. God, where are you, right? The whole book is nothing but lamentation, right? A passionate cry of sorrow or grief. And it's set about 600 years before Jesus is born, roughly around 587 years before Jesus is born. The people of Israel, right, the land of God, capital city of Jerusalem, are in big trouble, right? They are fighting a war against a nation that's stronger than them, the nation of Babylon. Babylon comes in, and they ransack the country. They put a siege around Jerusalem. They defeat Jerusalem. They knock down the walls. They rip down the temple, which was like their version of the national church. They take people into captivity, like the children and all the smart folks, and they're going to make them Babylonian instead of Israeli. They rape. They kill. They murder. They torture. They, they pillage. Right? This is what's going on. And there's a spokesperson for God named a prophet, a spokesperson for God named Jeremiah. Right? And Jeremiah is the one who supposedly has written these lamentations as he's crying out to God, this is terrible, where are you? Can you help us? What's going on? Heavy gravity. Jeremiah speaking on behalf of his entire nation. Right? So Lamentations has five chapters. Right? And the first four chapters uh, are, are, are it's like a poem, an acrostic which means that uh, the first letter and the first word of the first verse starts with the first letter of the alphabet. So if it was our alphabet, the first letter, the first word starts with an A. Then the second verse starts with the B. The third verse starts with a C. It organizes the pain in a poetic way, right? So the first four chapters are trying to make sense of all this pain, trying to put some structure around it. Chapter 1, Jerusalem is desperate and forsaken. They're under siege. Right? We can't get in, we can't get out, we're starving to death, our enemies are around the wall. Chapter 2 is the fall of Jerusalem. Right? The, the Babylonians come in, they kill, they take people away. Chapter 3 is Jeremiah's lament, his personal lament, and, and hope. Gravity's crushing us, the Babylonians are crushing us, but I'm not giving up on you, God. I know you're with us, I know you're going to help us out, I know we're going to get through this some way, somehow. Chapter 4 Right? Talks about the past and present contrasted. Jerusalem used to be a happy place. The kids ran through the city streets. We had lots to eat. We had lots to drink. People loved and took care of each other. But now the walls are broken. People are dead. We're living in ashes and waste. And right, It used to be great. Now it's terrible. 
why can't we go back to how things were? We need a new future than what we look like we're heading for. Then we get to chapter 5, right? And all the ABC stuff, right, in the Hebrew alphabet will be a little bit of a different order. It goes out the window. Jeremiah's at, at the end. I can't keep structure to this. I can't keep order to this, right? He, he calls out to God, God, we need you. Where are you? Will you be with us? Right? And the book ends, right? It, it doesn't end with a real happy note. It ends with a, hey, what's going on here? Where are you, God? Can you help me? We are struggling here. We are lamenting. Gravity is crushing us. Gravity is grinding us. What's crushing you? What's your gravity? Where are you? The book of Lamentations is a good book to go to and to, and to get it out, to cry out to God, to get it out. And we need to make a distinction here. Uh, sometimes gravity is the result of our own actions. Sometimes we, we, we mess things up. I'm a lifelong smoker. I develop lung cancer because of that. Right? I, I brought that upon myself, and it, it stinks. Right? I flunk out of one of my classes because I didn't study. Now I got kicked off my team, right? I've got a lot of things going wrong, but I'm the one that did that, right? I drank some alcohol. I drove my car. I hit someone, killed them, right? Now I have to live with the guilt of that. I'm going to be in prison, right? Sometimes gravity comes because we bring it upon ourselves, right? In this case, in the book of Lamentations, the Israelites had been, been straying from God. They'd been rebelling against God, and God said, hey, guys, I love you. Please come back to me, right? Bad things are going to happen if you keep running away from me, right? And, and God is slowly just trying to have patience and patience and patience. And finally, the people of Israel just don't listen to God, and the Babylonians are allowed to come in and, and, and take them over. Sometimes gravity comes as a result of our actions. But sometimes gravity happens, and we have done nothing wrong at all. It just We live in a world that has brokenness and meanness and and sometimes we get sick and we, we hurt or someone we love gets sick and dies and they did absolutely nothing wrong. Sometimes we lose our job because nothing we've done wrong. We were a great employee. We were doing well, but our company got bought out by another company and, hey, they just didn't need all of us anymore, right? Sometimes bad things happen to us. Gravity happens to us and it's not our fault. But here's the good news in either situation. Whenever gravity's crushing us, whenever gravity's grinding us, we can go to God, and God will hear us, and God will comfort us, and God will be with us because God loves us, right? So whatever the reason is for your gravity, know that God is with you and that you can take that to God and you can give that to God and that God is listening, right? And there's good news here. Let's keep going. I want to go back to Lamentations. Uh, actually, let me just show you some of the scriptures from Lamentations about how heavy their gravity was, okay? Lamentations 1.1. How deserted lies the city of Jerusalem, once so full of people. How like a widow is she who once was great among the nations. She who was queen among the provinces has now become a slave. It's like if another country came in and destroyed America and they destroyed everything in Washington, D.C. They killed our kids. They took our kids away to another country to make them into citizens of that country, right? If America was just wiped out. That's how these people of Jerusalem and Israel feel about that, right? Those who once ate delicacies are destitute in the streets. Those who, uh, who brought up in royal purple, royalty, right, uh, now lie on ash heaps. Those killed by the sword are better off than those who die of famine. Remember, Jerusalem was surrounded. No food was getting into Jerusalem. It was better to be killed quickly than to die slowly. 
Racked with hunger, they waste away for lack of food from the field. With their own hands, compassionate women have cooked their own children who became their food when my people were destroyed. That is hard to read. That is hard to take. But you know, sometimes I think when we think about, oh, Jerusalem got destroyed 600 years before Jesus, that's sad, you know, blah, blah, blah. We forget these are real people with real pain, real pain, and having to sacrifice their own kids, right? That's disgusting. Like, stuff like that happens all the time in the world. What do you think's happening in Ukraine? And we get tired of hearing about it, Ukraine and Russia, Ukraine, when's it going to, you know, bad things are happening every day where people are dying and being tortured, right? People are starving all around the world every day. People will starve today, right? Gravity is real, And God is there to hear us cry out when gravity is grinding us down. Now, what's amazing is even in the midst of this, Jeremiah has hope. Look at what he says here. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. We are in it bad, but God is with us. God is going to do something good. We are not giving up on God because God has not given up on us. Can you imagine in that situation that we just read about, Jeremiah still, still has hope because he knows that God is good. He knows that God is good. Let's go back to the song, Gravity, where we begin to see some of the light and the hope from John Mayer. Right? He's struggling with the gravity. He's saying, keep it the hell away from me. Right? I'm being crushed. Just keep me where the light is. Keep me where the light is. Keep me where the light is. Come on, keep me where the light is. Come on, keep me where the light is. Keep me where now. Keep me where the light is, right? In the midst of this gravity that's crushing me, there's got to be something good in my life. I've got to hang on to that. There's got to be light in my life. Even as I'm being crushed, there's got to be something good I can, I can stake my claim to that can ground me in the midst of this. Look at some scripture that we see here. Again, now from the Psalms, like I was talking about, where people can be honest to God. Think about light. Think about looking for goodness when you're being crushed by gravity. Praise the Lord, my soul. Lord, my God, you were very great. You were clothed with splendor and majesty. The Lord wraps himself in light as with a garment. God wraps himself in light. We sing a song about that. How great is our God? He wraps himself in light, right? Can you imagine God puts on clothes of sunshine and sunlight? It's a beautiful image. God set the earth on its foundations. It can never be moved. He made the moon to mark the seasons, and the sun knows when to go down. Even the force of gravity is controlled by God. God is good. God is in control. God has good and light for us. We keep going with Psalm 8. When I consider the work of your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them in this universe? that has a lot of brokenness, but also has so much good. When we look out in that telescope and we see the heavens and the earth and the moon and the stars and the sunsets and the mountains and the oceans, in the midst of all that, God knows who you are. And God cares about you. He knows what your desires are, what your dreams are, what your gravity that's crushing you is, and God cares. In the midst of the grand universe, you and I are important to God. And the writer of this psalm says, how can that be? With everything that's going on, you care about me? God says, I absolutely do. Let's go back to John Mayer's quote about why he wrote this song. He says, because no matter what happens in your life, your gravity is a a universal theme about not falling from whatever rung of grace you're on in the moment. I love that. 
gravity's crushing you, but at the same time, you're hanging on to a ladder of grace. You know what grace is? Undeserved favor. You get good things to happen to you, even if you don't deserve it. And John Mayer, I don't know if he's a Christian or a follower of Jesus or not, he understands grace, right? In the midst of what's crushing me, I'm hanging, I'm clinging on to the good things in my life, even if I don't deserve them, right? Not falling from whatever rung of grace you're on for the moment. Not losing the happiness, not losing the success. Temptation, the darkness, all that's just a human struggle. It's kind of soulful, thick and simple in a way. Right? So gravity's crushing me, but I'm clutching to the goodness in my life. I'm clutching to the light. I'm clutching the grace, the undeserved favor that God is with me. And just as gravity grounds the universe, grace grounds us. Right? God gives us good things that we don't even deserve. God's with us. God loves us. God created us. God gives us friends. God gives us family. What is it in your life that you can cling to that's good, that helps you face whatever's going on that's challenging? Some more scripture about God and light. Remember, we're looking for the good, the grace, the light. In the beginning of everything, right? We think about the, the galaxies and the universe. In the beginning was the Word. This is another word for Jesus. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all humankind. The light shines in the darkness. The darkness of gravity, what's crushing you, the light of God, the light of Jesus shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Whatever's crushing you cannot overcome the light of Jesus Christ. All right, let's keep going. John 9, 5, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. John Mayer says, keep me in the light, keep me in the light. Jesus says, I am the light. Let's keep going. John 12, 36, believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of light. When we follow Jesus, we can become children of light and have that goodness in our lives. And from Psalm 18, 28, you, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. Right? You think about gravity. Think about Jesus. He left heaven to come to the earth to lead us back to God. He became a human being while remaining God. And how did we respond to that? Some, some people loved him. They listened to him. They obeyed him. Others made fun of him. They eventually would arrest him for something he didn't do. He was tortured. He was killed, nailed to a cross for something that he didn't do. And he did that willingly. Right? He did that right, to take upon himself our wrongdoing, our guilt, our shame, our physical death, our hell, which means broken relationships, Jesus faced the ultimate gravity so that you and I can be forgiven, so that we can have joy and peace instead of guilt and shame, so we can live a life that is full now and forever in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus faced the ultimate gravity for you and for me. And then on the third day after that, he came back to life and he defeated sin, wrongdoing, guilt, shame, death, and hell and gives us joy and peace and life to the full, right? Jesus took on gravity and he gave us the grace, the undeserved favor. He gave us the light. And here's what's cool, right? In the physical universe, right, gravity can defeat light. It can suck light into a black hole, right? Not in the spiritual universe, right? Jesus, right, overcame the gravity of death and sin and hell, and his light shines and rules. I just love how that is. Jesus grounds us, right? What is it that's bringing you down, the gravity? 
What is it that can bring you up? Jesus and God's grace and God's light. So what's the point today? What's the big idea? What's the takeaway? This is what I think it is. Gravity grinds us. Grace grounds us. Gravity, right, not the physical force of gravity, although it could grind us into little bits in a black hole, right? Gravity, the individual gravity that you're battling in your life that's grinding you down, know that God grounds you. God's grace, God's undeserved favor, God's light grounds you. Gravity grinds us, grace grounds us, right? So I invite you to think about a few action steps to respond to this in your life, okay? Here they are. One, name your gravity. What is it that's crushing you? What is it that's bringing you down? What is it today, right now, that you're dealing with? Name it. Give a name to it, right? Two, lament your gravity, right? Uh, it's a passionate, out, crying out uh, for, about your grief, your gravity, right? Name it. God, I don't like this. This is killing me. This is, this is hard, right? Help me understand this. Why is this happening? Where are you, right? Those kind of things are okay to just get it out. John Mayer sings a whole song about it, right? Name your gravity, lament your gravity, and finally look for God's grace and light. Something's crushing you. At the very same time, you can grab hold of something that is good, that's undeserved favor, that's light. It's the light of Jesus. It's a friend. It's a family. It's this church family, right? There's something in your life that God gives you to hang on to that's a lifeline. Grab Jesus, right? Gravity grinds us. Grace grounds us. So Cole's going to come up, the band's up, and they're going to sing this song. And I want you to think about these things. What is the gravity in your life? What's bringing you down? What's grinding you? And at the same time, what is the grace in your life? What is the light in your life? What can you grab onto in the name of Jesus to sustain you? I invite you to just let it out right now. Sing with Cole if you want to. Listen to it, but wrestle with it. Gravity grinds us. Grace grounds us.